Hello and welcome to Three Books with Dui. I am your host, Dui Lemi Awolalu, and my guest this week is Tofumi Adesonia. Tofumi is a very good friend of mine who is an indigenous enthusiast of African cultures, the Yoruba culture in particular. She's a fashion entrepreneur and focuses on bespoke tailoring for women alongside ready-to-wear clothing and accessories for both men and women. To find out more about Tofumi's fashion outlet, you can check out our Instagram page at Ashake Orikilewa. Hey, Tofumi, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you, Cher? I'm good. I'm good. Trying to, trying to be alive. Trying to keep my head sane That's in nice. this very insane period. <laughs> How's your week been? Life has been intense. Um, absolutely looking forward to a new week, a fresh start. Uh uh-uh. uh. You said the week was intense. How how are you looking forward to the new week? No one is ever looking forward to the new week. <laughs> when you have so many problems in the old week, you're definitely looking for a clean slate. For a new set of problems. Excuse me, that's not <laughs> what I meant. <laughs> For a clean slate mm-hmm. and hopefully solutions to all your previous problems, not a new set of problems, please. Okay, yeah, being positive, I'm just trying to be realistic. You most likely mm-hmm. will get new set of problems added to those other problems, but Hello, continue. You <laughs> think it's by that that all your problems will disappear? <laughs> hopefully, it's a good week ahead. Mm. So, how have you been coping with this lockdown period? Um, do you prefer it hmm. like this? Do you like the restrictions? Some people, because weirdly, some people say they, they like it this way. They would rather the world remain this way. So, what's your take on, on the issue around um, this COVID-19 situation? I would say that I'm a very outgoing person. And mm. I I absolutely enjoy hanging out with my friends and my family mm. and all of that. Like in my local city, I'm that one girl who plans all the hangouts and all the get togethers. <laughs> Initially, when the lockdown started, I was like, oh, God, I'm going to die if I don't see new people's faces. Yeah. And I told my mom that. I was like, Jesus Christ, I'm so going to die. And she's like, uh-uh, we have people in this house now. You see our face. I'm, going to come, come, come. I'm exactly. like, no, 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 no. Face exactly. to you, and walk you, bye. You know? <laughs> so I, I was really sad initially, but then mm-hmm. I also spent most of the month um, adjusting to being able to balance, um, being able to balance being super outgoing and then just like enjoying chilling with myself. I'd say that even before the lockdown, I did enjoy chilling with myself, but it just helped me calm down a little mm-hmm. and according to Nigerian parents, I guess, mature as well. Yeah. Yeah. So you discovered the part of, like, trying to have fun by yourself. 
Yes. Mm. For that me, it was, was a it, good thing for me. I, I, I really loved it, especially the very first, the first period, like the couple, mm-hmm. first few months. I liked it because I'm an introvert, so I enjoy Makes my sense. space, right? So it was very easy mm-hmm. for me to really um, adapt. There was no point adapting to something that is my regular thing. Do you sense. understand? Yeah. So I'll stay indoor. What what I'll do is just go to the mall, buy buy biscuits, buy everything I need mm. <laughs> for that week. Do you get? Enjoyment minister. Uh, exactly. Download movies, watch Makes Netflix sense. like a madman. Do you get? So it was really really <laughs> nice. That was when House Party came out. That House Party app. Did you? Yeah, were you part of that craze? Down, that House Party it? craze? Yeah. Nope. You are not. Oh, she tush girl, tush girl. It's not like that. It's not like that. Um, I don't know. I really didn't spend time on social media much. I guess, like, aside learning to live with myself, I also like did a couple of courses. Um, oh, okay. Just like some Google courses, digital courses online. Yeah and for self-development and all of that some business related ones it was a time for growth for me really or more it's people like you that that after you hear them speak you have to rethink your life after you feel useless <laughs> i actually feel very useless now because i did not, not take true. a single course that's not true it's absolutely okay thank you thank you for me thank you for making my life look very miserable right now thanks (laughs) thanks a lot that's not true (laughs) but that's that's fine so yes let's let's move on to the business of the day um so what are your three books um my three books the first one is the secret light the Secret Lives of Baba Shaggy's Wives. Mm-hmm. And that was written by Lola. Is it Shaggy or Seggy? I, I genuinely don't know. Like, I don't know how that is pronounced. Okay. So much for being a Yoruba child. And they didn't, they didn't put all that army, army stuff. On yeah, the, it wasn't on uh, the book. And then oh. I actually haven't heard anyone talk about it. So I don't even know like how her name is pronounced or how the book is pronounced and all of that. Okay. Yeah. And um that was written by Lola Shone. And she's rated to Wally Shoinka in some way that I cannot recall. But yeah, I, I think really she cool. she married Wally Shoinka's son. Mm, so she's the daughter in law. Makes sense. That's cool. Because initially mm. I thought they were written by blood, and I was like, it's a family thing that they can write. But then now I'm just like, mm. Mm. yeah, so that's the first one. And then the second book is Yoruba Love Stories by Olabode Ogunlano. And the third one is The Real Leaf by Olabode Ogunlano. Yoruba Girl to the Core. <laughs> Wait, can did you read all them Yoruba? Did you read all them Yoruba books? Them um Ijakwatiroko. Um Ah da da There is one da, other very, one. Very um Can you name the Yoruba books we read in secondary school? 
Ijakpati Roko. There was one many, other one. All sorts of things. There is Ijakpa Okonyonibo. Okonyonibo, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, hmm. There was one in senior secondary. Ijakpa. I was, I was, I was, it was not Ijakpa anything. There was one other one that was popular. Okay. I forgot. I was discussing with someone like about Yoruba books oh, like last last mm-hmm. week. I've forgotten the name. Ah damn. And it was but, yeah. popular. You seem yeah, it was very popular. I think almost everyone read it, but I've forgotten. It seemed like the type that got A one in Yoruba. Actually, this is a funny story. Um so in my school we when you got to senior secondary you can choose between Yoruba and French if you're in the arts class. Yeah. I don't know if it's called arts class everywhere. Osha, that's today's class in my school. Okay. So you could choose a language, either Yoruba or French. Mm-hmm. And so some people choose to write their language for YX, some people don't. And I actually chose Yoruba in SS1. Mm-hmm. And then when it was time for work, and I was like, oh, I need to write nine subjects, right? I was like, oh, yeah, I'm just going for Yoruba there because I can't come and die. You know, I, I can't start looking for maybe um, geography or something to put there. Mm-hmm. So I put in Yoruba. Ended up being that I was the only one who registered for that. And then literally sure? went to that big exam hall by myself. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> And I remember the invigilator coming and being so angry because he came for just one person. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but then it's I, I don't think you would have it would have made any difference if other people people were there because they most likely would have if I thought there was any dubbing, they would dub from you now. You are the Yoruba maestro. Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. But that was interesting. And I did get a one in Yoruba. Shout you out did? To and you're yeah. the only one. Are you serious? Yep. Okay, I beg. You would you teach me Yoruba. <laughs> Tell me your price. Definitely. <laughs> I no beg. problem. All right. So, yeah. So, which one are you going for? Which one are you um, going to talk about first? Hmm. The Secret Lives of Baba Shaggy's Wives, I think. All right. Hmm. I keep thinking now, is it The Nigerian classic. Everybody keeps talking about that book. Interesting, because when I read this book, um, I have like a group of friends that read as well, and they hadn't even heard anything about it. Really? Nigerian? Yeah, they're all Nigerian. I think this was in 2016 or 2017. I can't really remember. Yeah. yeah really, that that's surprising because that book is literally like the Bible in Nigeria. <laughs> Everyone talks about that book. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't know this. I do know it gained some traffic when the screenplay i see a screenplay is called like the theater performance came out and mm-hmm. everyone's talking about it that's for this um particular book oh yeah like they did a whole um live performance are of you it, serious I think, at the Mozan center mm, let, me, yep. let me check it out um yep live performance live performance um, secrets wives of babas um secret lies of babasegi's wives yeah Yep. Okay. 
Yeah. Like, it was really crazy. And mm. I was so sad because I was in Nigeria at the time. Because mm. I absolutely would have gone. But I, I, I'm not, I'm not really keen on um seeing all these live stage plays. Yeah, mm. stage plays. They are always so exaggerated. I think. But I think that these I mean, were the, the, the performances. My my, why I fancy them is because these were the first kind of plays that ever existed before cameras and before we started doing like movie productions and all of that. Yeah. So I think it is for me. It is captivating, or it is interesting mm. to see how the actors are able to keep your attention, yeah. like. When it's live, you know, when it's a production, like it's edited and all of that. I'm not saying yeah. like that's easy work or anything, but if you fuck up on stage, that's the end of it. Like, <laughs> how do you, yeah. how do you be that bold to yeah. go ahead with something like that? Yeah, I, I, I get you. Yeah. But for me, it's more like for the way I rate movies, the way I rate. Mm-hmm. Um, like people's acting is how well can you act yeah. in such a way that I would not know that you're acting? Oh, you get? I get how that. real, so how close to real is it? Exactly, stage play. There is the need to to exaggerate because you want the audience mm-hmm. to hear you. You 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 yes, stress out some words. Exactly, mm-hmm. you do some things that ordinary people ordinarily you won't do in real life wouldn't do yes just to captivate people people in the room so that's why i just find it very nah naji i I won't really pay to watch a stage play Mm, but it's something you like it's not bad so yeah you were talking about the book yes um i think this is it's an interesting book and the Nigerian setting is really not well. Don't let me say it's not the traditional home setting you would have, but it's a scandalous book. All the wives he had, um, they are different characters. The kind of things they used to do behind his back. The very last um <laughs> wife was her name. I think her name is Bolanli. Bolanli. And yeah, exactly. The very last wife and how she was a young girl in university and all of that. I'm a lover of culture and tradition. So like this really brought me back home to the basic traditional Nigerian household where you mm. can marry like five or ten wives. Nothing spoil. <laughs> that thing is is, yeah. is that thing is actual big dick, big dick energy. <laughs> That's at the <laughs> at the highest level. Our five wives. Yeah. yeah. It's very cool. It's so, something to want you to try. I would recommend. Highly recommend. Oh, so you're gonna try that? <laughs> Highly recommend for every man out there. Have at least five wives. At least five. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Love to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> and and um, the very last person, the very last lady, Bolani, yeah. it was interesting that she knew things about him which could shake up the entire household. I really love that she had some kind of leverage. Mm. Um, about, about um, she knew say. things about Baba Segi. Exactly. Oh, okay. So I really love that she had leverage against him because typically I feel like the 
traditional Nigerian home. It's just like whatever the whatever the father or husband says is fine now. Yeah. But she used those secrets to force his hand in some sort of in the manner of speaking. Yeah. And then like there were the other wives who did all sorts of things behind his back, so much for being the first wife, so much for being the second wife, so much for being the third wife. Some of them weren't even faithful. Some of them, oh my God. Some of them had children for him that weren't really his. Um, um, story sounds familiar. It's normal, normal <laughs> story. Sounds really exactly. So like an interesting exposition i should say uh, mm. the basic nigerian traditional house um i'll say that if anyone who isn't nigerian reads this book they can have some sort of insight to i don't even know if i should still say that's the basic nigerian home because things are changing now like it's i it's, think it is if you are looking at the numbers compared to because if you are talking about Nigeria, you're not just talking about urban Nigeria. I think it is urban Nigeria mm-hmm. things are actually change. Some things are changing. But so like if you think outside, like Nigeria at large is still the yeah, same? Yeah, it's still the same, yes. If you go to the villages, go to the towns. Which is true. This, they still have the multiple wives and all of that. Yes, even, within, even in urban Nigeria, you still have a couple of people that still have these traditional beliefs. True, true. You have a point. Yeah. So we just have very few enlightened people, enlightened ones that, um, cause even on Twitter, you still see people with this backward mentality, um, Which here is and sad. there. Mm. So I wouldn't really say Nigeria at large is changing in that aspect. It's basically still okay. the same. So I guess like if a non-Nigerian reads this book, they can get some good insights into what the Nigerian home setting is like yeah. and what to expect if they marry a basic <laughs> average Nigerian you person. Sugar daddy. <laughs> you sugar daddy. <laughs> exactly. But um did they did they kind did they talk about why Bolanli chose to marry Baba Segi. She because she, she she was quite aware the guy had three wives, right? So why did she marry Baba Segi of all people? I think the guy was I think a middle aged man. So why him? Middle aged. I was like Baba. Yeah, so so like why why him? Did they talk about that? I don't really I think it's more of a perspective thing. Um so everyone can interpret it how they want. Mm-hmm. Um I guess it was the basic oh what's the word for this? Well I call it a If you use your bow Oh my god <laughs> Just I can't put it out there. <laughs> I don't want to call it a parasitic relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a what can I get for you thing from you rather for mm. her. So I think she was just looking at how affluent he was and so basically Ujukokoro. Exactly. And I guess like uh, well, I don't know if to say well, this. For but for the Igbo also... for the non Yorubas out there, Ujukokoro means um 
um big guys um greed abby is that not what it is yeah selfishness selfishness yeah. greed all that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah it was it was the the main reason was basically what was in it for her i don't i wouldn't like to say she actually loved him like i don't even think she liked him so mm. so we can't say because everyone keeps saying that this is how it's typical when you read it you see how the typical Nigerian home is and how the typical traditional Nigerian man is. And without even talking about the woman, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's when to marry a man that already has three wives and she didn't really like because of his money. <laughs> no one talks about that. I know, I'm just saying. Because um, everyone keeps mm-hmm. talking about Baba Segi and how traditional and old-minded he is. But no one talks about Bolali, right? Yes. She's mm. an educated woman, right? Person. Well to do. Yeah, so why 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 the fuck will she go and meet <laughs> an old man that has three three wives? It doesn't make any sense. Like this, she didn't really like him. So obviously she um Sure, I, I don't want to go. The guy is a very big. It's a very big word. It's a deep word. See, yeah, it's very mm. deep. Yeah, but she was she being was greedy. Looking for a beneficial relationship. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. And we see that play out in the Nigerian society a lot too. So true, true. Fair enough. So, but what are you? You mentioned that um she had something on him. Something he had done. So, what was it exactly? Did they state what it was? Um, to be honest, I can't recall. But I do know, like, she used it to get money from him. Um, let me see if I can find anything online. I genuinely can't recall. I don't know if it's just yeah. me that reads books and then just yeah, it happened. You know, people that read so many books now. Yeah, <laughs> I yes so i think it had something to do with um with him not being hmm how do i say this he wasn't able to father kids so basically all the seven (laughs) children he had from the other three wives weren't his i mean she knew that um i don't think he knew that so um you know how or don't let me say you know how it is kind of common for when a Nigerian woman gets married. Next thing is, oh, when are you gonna have kids? Um, where are the counting? Nine months mm-hmm. ago, you got married. Yeah. Why won't you give birth to your child and all of that? So yeah. I guess for the rest of the, for the rest of the um wives, the first three wives, they found a solution to it in quotes. But for Bolali, it was different. She wasn't looking to. Well, she was the first to actually discover that he couldn't get her pregnant. And then she also figured that all the other seven children from the first three didn't really belong to Baba Segi. Um, um, <laughs> <laughs> so Baba has been fathering people people that are not his kids, children that are not his exactly. kids. Exactly. Um, and he has been bragging about them. Uh I think this this is uh, in line with what's happening. You know the issue with nice at the moment. 
nice mm, i don't actually okay so something story. happened in his marriage I, I think a video sufficed of him um fondling a woman's breast or something so oh. he came out and was apologizing in public and said everyone should beg his wife for him mm-hmm. interesting <laughs> we, we should help him we should help him beg his wife he wants to save his marriage mm-hmm. i think he had been in two field marriages so i watched a throwback video of him talking oh. with a couple of women um talking marking one included um, okay so he was talking about being a Yoruba man that he doesn't he wants to marry four wives and want to have as mm-hmm. many kids as mm-hmm. possible that is a show of wealth and we're asking him that we we do these women when you marry them do you tell them that you want to marry you are going to marry another woman right mm. so he kind of dodged the question right that he wants to marry four women and that he's doing mm-hmm. women he's doing he's doing them a favor by marrying them because they are more women than men so if if, so if one if one man just marries a woman there will be many women that will not be married so he's really doing them a favor no right so it just shows you that the typical yoruba the typical typical african man thinks this way mm-hmm. right um have enough kids but i think mm-hmm. in a way the hardship in nigeria would not <laughs> to make you rethink, or not, I rethink this thing the hardship right now the things are so hard you can't even think of having one child safe it's hard which is true um, you now have like but five children from different wives I- I get that, but then there's also the parts um of what family planning has to play. I don't think there's enough sensitization yeah. and um education on family planning. So like you have all these people that don't even know that oh, you can't do this and do that to prevent having a child and you're yeah. just like, Oh, I have a child every nine months or they have children yeah. every nine months and they have like ten already. Mm. It just reminds me of when I was. We had a, a wash a woman that used to come wash our clothes when we were very young. Um. Mm-hmm. So this woman had at that time had like five children and she was pregnant for the sixth one. Mm-hmm. And then my mom and some other people just just called her like, Auntie, come. On. Is it that you and your husband don't know and they don't don't know anything about family planning? I know. <laughs> And to be honest, she didn't. See, that was the first time she was hearing of stuff like that. She did. Mm-hmm. She has. She hadn't heard of anything like that. So, so and I'm sure like, there's so many people like that. Yeah, there are so many people like that. Anytime like this, our husband jumps on her. Boom, she's pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> Do you understand? Six children. More kidding you. Um. So that was the first time in her life that she heard of that family planning. Wow. Many people like that too. We have a, lo- a long way to go in this country. And I'm really hoping we get there fast because mm. it'd be tense. So, yeah, um, I there is something I would love, I, I want to start doing um, okay. for this episode. Like when, when, when people talk about a particular book, you would rate the book yourself out of 10 on a scale of 10. Um, mm. so what would you rate, um, Secret Lives of Babasegi? 
Sega's wife. Hmm. Out of ten? Yeah. Be honest, though. Hmm. I would say a nine. Are you serious? Yes. It's an amazing book. It's... It's a well-written book. Um, but I do have issues with promoting stereotypes. I mean, like, okay. it's what's happening in Nigeria, but I also don't want my non-Nigerian friend or co-worker to think that, oh, um, every, every Nigerian is like that. But I guess, like, there's also only so much we can do. Yeah. I just wish, like, there were more books that, Okay, now that I think about it. nuanced part of the Nigerian society. Mm -hmm. Now that I think about it, like, if you compare both sides, like the average backward Nigerian um, setting versus the progressed part, I guess I can tell why it's always the backward parts that they were writing about. Mm. So you give it a nine? Mm. Just because it's kind of stereotypical. Mm. So it like shows the car just like a caricature of um what a Nigeria average Nigerian family mm-hmm. looks like. And mm-hmm. done pretty well. Fair yep. enough. Fair enough. I think I agree. I think so. So let's move to the next one. Um which one do you want to All talk right. about? Um your love stories. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh god, why am I why am I why do I think this thing is going to be like Tales by Moonlight? <laughs> well, Tales I by mean Moonlight. you can call it that. You can call it that. But this book was so good. It was mm. so so good. Um in contrast to the secret lives of Baba Shaggy's wives, these were really cozy and warm love stories. There were I think there were five stories altogether of like different people who fell in love with each other. And I'll say that I really like them because, hmm, you know how you have the. Wait, sorry, sorry, hold on. You The, the title is Yoruba Love Stories. That means it wasn't mm-hmm. like just one love story. Right? No, it wasn't. So yeah, it's just like a group, group of five. stories. Okay. Yeah, there were five in there. Oh, okay, okay, okay. No, no problem. Continue. Yes. So, um, I, you know how we have the romantic novels, um, yeah. all the ones that the English writers, um, I I don't know. I've, I've never American. read. I've never read a single romantic but novel. But I have been no more no vase. I know. I know the no word. I know you read those kind of books. <laughs> 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 oh my god! But yeah, there are all these um romantic writers, and yeah. when you read them, you're like, oh my god, God win, and all of that. Mm. So this is the Nigerian version to that. <laughs> I wish the way. I really want to see how this. I'm actually serious. I'm serious. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, so there were 
Um, what was I going to say? So this is Nigerian version of that. And mm-hmm. I absolutely loved it because the stories were really traditional. They brought in like the basic things or the basic yeah. issues that Nigerians would face when trying to like choose romantic partners and all of that um when you're thinking about stuff like religion when you're thinking about stuff like tribe um, exactly she tribe all these things that we think about exactly yeah. exactly so all of those things were captured in this really nice book um hmm do i have a favorite one out of the five let me see Hmm, I can't choose really. So, like, are these five different stories, are they kind of linked? Maybe they're all friends or they just did, he just did one story, two different people from another universe, so to speak. Then another set of people, (laughs) another set of people from another, do you you get my point? Like, no connection Yeah, I get that. Um, so I... They didn't have any connection, really. Um, They were all just, like, independent characters and all of that. Mm. Mm, Okay. Fair enough, fair enough. Yes. Even though they weren't connected, they still brought that warm feeling to your heart. Um, I think I'm a hopeless romantic, so... One bowl, no, no, I need to know more. One bowl, please leave me. <laughs> like, I want you know to know what how I, mean when I, I say I, I do not, I do not. I'm being honest. Oh, wow. So, I want you to really explain, expatiate. Um, what do you mean when a Yoruba story makes your heart warm? It doesn't necessarily have to be a Yoruba story. I'm just saying um, romantic stories in general. You know how when you go for someone's wedding and then they're giving a toast or they're talking about how they met and then you're like, oh, that's so cute and all of that. Mm. It brought that feeling to my heart when I read these stories. (laughs) That's what I meant by warm feeling. Please, dear, don't stress me. Please. (laughs) Yeah. So what about um, the okay? No, you can go ahead. Yeah, what about the Yoruba culture was talked about in the book? Um, was there anything new? Is there something new you'd like to share? Because I kind of when I read the um summary of the book and little reviews said like it really mm-hmm. um opened up. It was like not the pan the good Pandora box on Yoruba. Yoruba culture, culture and mythology, right? So, mm-hmm. what about it was was really was new and intriguing to you that you'd love to share? Hmm, I don't think there was so much that was new. Maybe intriguing because I do read a lot of traditional and cultural stuff. Um. um oh yeah. God! Please, please, please. <laughs> Um, I'm just a big lover of culture. I I I, I have to learn learn a lot, a lot from you. <laughs> a lot. I really am just a big lover of culture, and I guess like if we're since our country no agree, no agree us to live here, mm. we have to find some sort of way to take our culture to wherever we 
we end up right mm -hmm. yes so i do try to do a lot of research on what like the olden day yoruba culture was like and just yeah. hold on to those to those memories if i can call them that mm. So yeah, for the book, I won't say that there was anything new per se, um, but I would say that the culture, I don't know if you know what this is, Alarino, do you know what that means? I've heard of Alarino before, I've forgotten uh -huh. what it means. I've, I know I've, it sounds like. familiar, it sounds familiar, Alarino. What does it mean? So that's like a middleman in the olden days. Yes, they yes, have yes, a yes. To go and talk to the family exactly. of the distant. Hey, you can I just know. imagine. I know I've heard it before. So that brought the whole Alarino scene to life. Oh, really? Um, when I. Yes. Like actual traditional, traditional type relationships. In the book. Um, not all of them were traditional, traditional, but this one in particular yeah. was traditional, and they okay. had the whole middleman thing, going yeah. to talk to the girl and her family and blah blah blah. So every time I, every time I've ever come across uh, the whole Alarino thing before that, it was basically theory, and they'll just say, "Oh, there's one guy who doesn't really have work, but they call him middleman, and he'll go to the bride's family." <laughs> Honestly, like <laughs> that was what I thought because you are teaching us about stuff like that in the 21st century, and yeah. we are out here like, um, so it you sounded really weird that when we're, when we're this grown us. man, God bless you, it's so yeah. weird. You don't tell me that this grown ass man he cannot want to talk to me by himself. Exactly, God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my himself. god, he has to send one jobless person that I heard I heard something to so, have a job. <laughs> I heard something about the origin of the word Owambe, right? So something Owambe. like Yeah, like something like when, when they are doing wedding, right? Mm -hmm. Like the bridesmaid will be there mm -hmm. also and the grooms will the bride the groomsmen. We cannot oh. tell someone or ask that she want when they want to ask them to dance with them. They will ask if the bridesmaids kind of kind of way to ask if the bridesmaids are still single, right? So mm -hmm. they ask show one bear. If they see oh. one bear, then they, they, they dance with them. Which you get so over time it was called the one bear, one bear, one bear. Interesting. Oh God! I so cringe. Haven't I know right? <laughs> Actually, I haven't ever heard that story before. Um, this is this is interesting to know. Yeah, I think that's the only. But also saddens me. Not for you. I'm that's sure there's many other things I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm not done learning. Your boss has like has a lot, a whole lot to. Mm -hmm to it and there's just some like really intriguing things that you just would have never thought yeah so many exciting things honestly mm. and then i also feel like am i missing out on something from the evil culture i'm not evil obviously i can't read evil yeah and i just feel like there are probably also things that they have that um i can't tap into or that i can't connect yeah. with same goes for Hausa and all the other tribes mm -hmm, as well. Mm -hmm. So, um, there is something that has been on my mind since I was a kid, right? To, okay. To um, 
create an animated movie. Okay. An indigenous Amer- um, animated movie. On, Interesting. Three um, D, preferably, but on African gods, um, on Nigerian Ooh, gods. Yeah. I love so Marvel African type, gods. Marvel type kind of setting you get. Mm-hmm. I want to mm-hmm. build even before there were Marvel like MCU, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Before they started mm-hmm. making these movies, they had built a culture. Right, yeah, the books have yeah. been there for like almost seventy years. Beautiful, sure, beautiful following. I I would really love to do the same for for um Nigerian God because we have we have very rich history. We we do. have a lot of gods and we can make really robust stories, storylines, plots them. out I of agree. them, and make a lot of money from them. So, sure. like, start with maybe, um, you know how Super Striker was trending then, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do, um, series, series of, um, of, what do they call them? Those magazines, there's a name they call them. Comics? Comics, yes. For just Nigerian mm-hmm. gods, for young kids. Put it on TV, or these channels, or, or Silverbed, or something. Show, show them every mm-hmm, every mm-hmm. Saturday. So, but make them fun, not boring. Do you understand? Then over time, that build is... that culture, and then boom, make a a, a, a an animated movie out of it. Yes. Makes then if so that one banks, sense. now make a whole. It can now build a very big storyline that can span. Mm-hmm. For like twenty years, and with that, people have appreciate their culture more. People would want to exactly. know more about Nigerian culture. That it has always been in my head say. for a long time. So, to you, what's your favorite? Who is your favorite Yoruba god? Hmm. Hmm. This is an interesting question because I've never thought about this before. Ooh. I have two questions. This is the first one. Who is your favorite Yoruba god? Okay, let me let me um give you a question as well. Do you know who they call Olukoso? Yes, I've heard of that. Olukoso, yes. Gege. What's I've his heard other of name? That. I've forgotten. Honestly. Ah, Gege. Olukoso is, 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 is that not Shongo? Is that Shongo? But you just Google this. Don't tell no, no, me you no. knew I, that I, from I, your I'm head. Not, I'm not that fast. I'm not that fast. But him blame you. I'm serious. I knew I I knew I'd, I'd heard that song that name before. Yes. That's that Shongo Shongo Luko Shongo. That's yes. Shongo, yes. 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 Hmm. I think that is my favorite. Which really Why? if my mother hears me saying that, she'll kill me. She'll just slaughter me. <laughs> but um I think it is it is um he's an interesting character. Yeah. Um I don't know if you know the backstory to why he's called Olukoso or Bakoso. Um He hung himself. Exactly. Mm. And it was out of anger. Um he used to breathe fire out of his nose and um, out of his mouth because he was angry. Mm-hmm. He used to do so many crazy things because he was, was angry. The god of the god of lightning, so. Uh, well, oh, I guess thunder, so. Whatever. Of fire, actually, um, mainly known for fire. Mm. Um, 
I think it is, he's an interesting character to learn from, not to let your anger go out of, I don't know what to call it, out of control. Yeah. Because if you do, there are consequences for that. Imagine being so angry that you go and commit suicide. Imagine yeah. being so angry that you're breathing fire out of your nose. Like, what's going on? Yeah. That's just too much anger. So he is my favorite just because, hmm, I think just because he's the god of fire and also because I personally can learn so many things from his existence, so to say. Mm. And I just know that if it's not going to matter in the next one year or one week, I should say, don't spend more than one minute being angry about it. Mm. How 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 easy is that though? Easier said than done. I well, it is, but also for me, like I don't like stress. I I hate stress with my life. So are you serious? Yeah. You don't seem like the type. Ah, <laughs> I hate stress with my life. If if anything's going to get me angry or if anything gets me angry, I'm just like, oh, well, we move. EB tins. Exactly. Okay. Um. So my second question is, what's your favorite Yoruba story? Or Yoruba folklore? Yoruba folklore. Hmm. Let me see. I think I have I have quite a number. Okay, maybe you can give me two number. or three if, if there are too many for you to streamline to just one. Okay. Do you know this? Baba lao moa bebe. Yeah. Oh my god. Hmm? You don't know that? I know now. Baba lao moa bebe. That is one of them. That, that has to and do with um, Ijakwana. Ijakwana. But I've forgotten the story. I just know the I just know the the song. I've forgotten the story itself. Basically, his wife wanted to um get pregnant and he went to a herbalist and he was given some herbs or champs or I don't even know what to call them for his wife to eat. And he basically thought it smelled so good that he ate it all up on the way and then his stomach started growing yeah and then he went to beg the herbalist and all of that that's where that song came from yeah from and he went back a second time again you can just imagine so yeah, yeah that's a yeah. funny story to me hmm. mm. um another one would be one that is called olurumbi i don't know if you know no, that I'm not, i don't know that one Okay, so she, this woman, she also wanted to have a child. This is interesting because it's all about having children. That's what I've been talking about since. Um, she was trying to have a child and then she went to a god and she promised that she would give that child back to the god as far as the as far as she got pregnant and had a baby. So when her daughter reached a certain age, the God came for the child and she basically just went into the ground until only her hair was left. Mm. Until only her... Her mm. hair was left yeah. on the ground. So she basically yeah. lost the child. 
I think I've heard of that too. And and there is mm-hmm. there are some stories, mythologies um mm-hmm. around different cultures that are so similar. It's like um I don't know why they are similar. They, they, they are different cultures that you know that they have they shouldn't have had any contact with each other. But you hear their their myths and like the story of Ulurumbi is something that's happened in the Bible, right? With Hannah and um Samuel. True. In true, the true. in the Greek mythology, Persephone. Persephone, she I think her mom promised Hades or something that if he if like she struck a deal with Hades or so so every summer or winter he comes to take her to the underworld and brings her back so that's the way that that was the way they they explained them times and seasons um mm-hmm. like I think winter and summer winter and fall or something so like there are other cultures like there, I think there are two or two two more of them the same similar thing and they just have similar yeah stuff like going begging on. begging a god it's, it's, it's called For archetype yeah hmm. it's called an archetype in psychology or psychoanalysis interesting so the same mental image from different different cultures at the same time and it's it's and those cultures do not necessarily need to have any contact but it's just one image about them that is similar um i'll just say that i guess they're all trying to teach us the same lessons because yeah. obviously if you're yoruba you learn the story of Ulurumbi and all of that and mm. you learn that you can't really cut your like you can't cut shots or process or something like that and then someone else who's greek can learn from their own story as well that you can cut corners and all of that so i guess in the end it really is just to teach us the same Mm. lesson um to make sure that everyone no matter your culture no matter where you come from is learning the lesson basically yeah Yeah. that's how i feel what what i was like more concerned with is why the similarity what's what's this like there is something that connects every one of us psychologically that we don't necessarily like maybe embedded no. in us we don't necessarily mm. need to to be connected we don't necessarily because there is no way we would have had any contact with people in Greece that would say Makes okay maybe sense. we shared our stories with one another that's why those stories are similar mm-hmm, mm-hmm. different stories but very similar other other um, cultures that way too and there's maybe symbols too symbol of the cross there are different cultures without even having contact with the jews having similar symbols or symbology it's very intriguing the human mind very very true true yeah so let's move to the to the um last last book the rare Mm. leaves the rare leaf the rare leaf yeah okay um this one is a book that is focused on healing um don't let me say healing is focused on what do you call it supernatural power powers in herbs let me put it like that because mm. this relief it was used for so many things it was used for healing ailments it was used for um, winning wars what? <laughs> exactly. So yeah, it was used for so many different things and 
um obviously the the title of story is rare so it was really hard to find it and it just had like different people who are looking for this rare leaf for different purposes all in the same um environments all in the same town i should say yeah um i'm trying to remember one of the characters that's fine Hmm, i can't really remember his name but he was a he was basically a thief and he was also on the quest for this rare leaf to grant him success in his endeavors in quotes people were looking for it for serious reasons like getting healed or they were going to war and they needed some kind of assurance that they'll win the war yeah it was just the one one bad person that stuck out i was looking for it for in order to steal so that was interesting to me Mm. so it's basically like um searching for the elixir of life ish um, exactly, that is the word. Ah, English is your strong suit. How no? How no? Not the one. See, I was trying to express myself in English. I don't, I not find the words. <laughs> you're what you're buying, client. You see? <laughs> you're what you're <laughs> so it's something. It's something like that. Um, like an exactly. answer to all situation. It is going to exactly. increase your lifespan, bring success mm-hmm. and luck to you. So everyone was basically looking for that thing. For that, exactly. Mm. So I think maybe it brought out the worst in people. Yes. Mm. Um, And just that struggle for, oh, um, I have to get that or um, I'm the one who deserves it. You didn't even work for it or anything. Yeah. And I guess like that is so relatable to, uh, to our everyday life. Mm. Um, sometimes we're struggling for things with people and we, we aren't really considering, we aren't being considerate basically. And it's a, every man for himself affair. Um, Mm. I can't come and kill myself or anybody type of thing. Fair enough. But I think that, that is the every man for himself idea is is a typical man is our default setting we catering for every other person around us is not is artificial i think it's just mm. a, a it's just a social construct for people to be able to not just live together but collectively try to make everyone better right but the default setting for every human being is myself and i myself and my immediate family but it's very weird, evolutionarily, for hu- a human to care for someone you are not even related to. It's weird. Without so, expecting anything. Without ex- expecting anything, mm-hmm. just because you, like, in quotes, love them. It makes sense. For being human. It's, it's artificial. There are, there are things that were made. These are artificial laws, artificial ideas that were made just to mm-hmm. make everyone work together collectively. Coexist. In, yeah, mm-hmm. coexist mm-hmm. and improve ourselves. But ideally, when push comes to shove, that basic instinct comes once in a while. It goes out of the window. Yes, especially mm-hmm. when the price is very big, like the relief, mm. as you said. Exactly. That instinct comes up immediately. Every man for himself. Interesting. So, was, was the... Have you ever struggled for stuff 
not really so important maybe struggle for fuel during for scarcity or struggle to sign or something something have you done your nyc nope okay um i'm just trying to paint hmm. because it's in nigeria you can actually um experience stuff like that That's where you struggle right? yeah struggle to do yeah. certain things and at that moment you are thinking about just yourself you don't really care what you say you don't even really care even even if you need to bribe the person the next person you drop all your morals down no, because no, you want to get stuff it, done right? do you get sure. so have you have you fallen in that have you been in that situation before and how was it like um, I don't know if I would really call this a struggle, but it was when I had to get my national identity number. Yeah. So basically, they made that thing compulsory for renewing your passports, which was like, I was so angry. And then my mom was like, oh, you have to do it, you have to do it before you go back. And I, I was like, okay, I'll get it done. I think I set myself up for failure because <laughs> I went online. Honestly, like this is me being the typical, the typical um saint person. Yeah. That that the works in that lives in a working society, right? Mm, exactly. Mm. So I went online. I went to the website, and I saw, um, step one: you fill this form. Step two, you submit it to so and so desk. Step three, you get your biometrics captured. Step four, you get your something something printed out. And step five, you come back on the assigned date to pick up your card. I'm like, ah, uh-uh, five steps. Mm. You cannot do it in one day. I was like, I'll go there and shock all of you now. Mm. So I got there by 8.05. Which one? Which one of it? Which, which, um, um it was, it was Santa. a lucky, um, boyfriend. Oh, okay. That one. The local government. Yeah. yeah. So I got there by eight or five a.m. early morning. I'm feeling good. It's a, a Monday or Tuesday. I can't remember, mm. but it was really early in the week. And I was like, "Yes, let's crush this so that I can renew this passport." And well, that would be the end of it, right? So I got there, and then there are so many people. I'm like, "Yeah, it's like a Nigerian thing." Um, and then I see the guy that seems to be in charge. And I'm like, ah, oh, good morning, sir. How are you doing? And all of that. If I had known, I for no great time, but <laughs> that one don't pass. And I tell him, I'm here to get my national identity number and blah, blah, blah. And I, when I was done talking, this guy just burst out into laughter. And I'm like, Ejo, Shimojo, Ewayo, Basket Mask. Exactly. I was like, please, what's going on here? He says, and you are just coming now. My sister, you can't get it done today. I'm like, <laughs> by eight or nine. <laughs> my dear, I'm like, a joke by me. It's just past up. eight. You fuck up. And, like, what's happening? And I was like, oh, why can't I get it done today? It's like, I should come the next day by 4 a.m. I'm like, excuse me, what time am I gonna freaking wake up to come by 4 a.m.? 
and then i just asked like someone else around who was already in the process basically you had to go there by that 4 a.m to write your name down on a list mm-hmm. and they will only accept a certain number of people for, for that, that day. day yes exactly that was really painful because they were accepting only like 50 people in a day and i'm sure they had not less than seven workers and then they can just decide they're done with those 50 people and they're closing by 11 o'clock yeah. and going to their house. Yeah, yeah, that was, that that was exactly what they did. Hmm. That hurt me so bad. Even on top, yeah. leaving my see, house see, by that, like... That, that hurt me. Nigeria's not sure if they say that hurt me. Let me tell you, in, in play and simple, about imagine waking up by 3 o'clock to you get actually ready. did it. What what was I supposed to do, fam? Oh my god! I've I've cooked told you before. Yeah, my G. We don't have connects in my family. We are plain ne- people. Next time you would have dropped small money for them. I still dropped small money. That was to keep my name on the list to make sure I was actually seen that money. day. My dear. Oh more. That was the one. Well. As far as I can remember, that is the one time that I can say, ah, yes, it really it was a struggle. Mm. And, like, I got there by four. I wrote my name and then I went back home. And then I came back, like, by eight to get all of that done. Even in the midst of all of that, there was just, like, some microaggressions I could not understand. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, exactly. Jesus Christ. Exactly. That was an experience. Mm. If I, I, I could find the relief at that time, it would have magically be done. But see my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! I mine mine wasn't. I was lucky because I went mm-hmm. there. I think um something happened that day, so there were not many mm-hmm. people. people. So I went there, yeah, and maybe there were just only two people, and the woman, oh, the wow. woman there was so aggressive very aggressive I look at the time you're just angry. coming i came i came like seven look at the time you're just coming blah 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 one thing i've learned with the nigerian civil service system when you need something from them try to you be humble try to well, be like, humble as fuck if they tell you i'm mad if they tell you i'm mad yes ma yes ma i'm sorry please ma yes ma that was i said throughout why I'm sorry, ma. Please, ma. Yes, ma. And I was nodding my head. Yes, ma. Please, ma. Okay, ma. Any small thing, ma. Just for me to get this thing done. Because I know if I try to form English, try they will use me to bar. Exactly. So I dropped money. Yeah, even with the money I dropped, they told me to come the next day. So I came the next day to do all that wasn't much of a struggle for me compared to NYC. My goodness. <laughs> that was the actual relief. Oh my <laughs> goodness. It was insane. Trying to sign, trying to be on the line, lies. Hmm. You lied that I've been so here many, before. So many so, NYC stories. Yeah. It's been, it's been mad. Nigeria just brings out the, the, the worst, the worst in people. 
which is so sad um i think like having having spent some time in a functioning society i just feel like really terrible oh man functioning society you talk about i'm actually serious the sad I know, part I know. is that the sad part <laughs> Is I find that the average Nigerian person glorifies suffering. Yes, that, 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 that is, is sick. the only way to it get things sick. done. Exactly. I'm like, life doesn't have to be this freaking hard. Yeah. It can be so much simpler. So, so much simpler. Don't worry, we'll get there. We'll get there. Amen. In the mighty name that. of Jesus. Let me tell you this one story. In primary yeah. two, I vividly remember primary, primary two, two yellow. Yes, primary two yellow. Um, my teacher's name was Mrs. Iroko. Very interesting <laughs> woman. We started doing social studies class, and we're talking about like the Nigerian coup and like all of that Nigerian history and all of that. And I was like, ah, this country was very bad in those days, though. That's, but yeah, when I grow up, I'll be like, the country will be better. I'll be able to marry and have children here. <laughs> My brother, I'm grown up in, and I'm like, not yes, it could be. <laughs> um, uh, no one wants to raise and their, their every- children here. Nobody. Exactly. Nobody. But like back then, I was like, oh, I'm just in primary two, right? I still have mm. a long time ahead of me before yeah. I grow up in coats. But now I'm grown and it's still the same. Things have not changed. And I think things are even, it I think, hurts. worse. Like, but I'm, then, I'm really looking for When people like you are jack just stay back and try to change Nigeria. You see, that's why I am living vicariously through someone like you. Since you're no, no, I'm, I'm, us. I'm telling you because me, I'm living. And I'm telling you to stay <laughs> back to make this country great for us, so that we can come back. Oh my god! <laughs> we need oh great my minds goodness. like you. Ah, my sir. All right. So before before we end, um, do you yeah. watch what's it called? Do you watch Disney movies? This question has been in my head. You watch Disney movies, isn't it? Or Disney animated mm, I do. Movies. I do. Have you seen um, Little Mermaid? I have. Do you remember? Um, For the most part, I can. I can't remember the storyline. And I remember oh, okay. what the graphics were like. Do you remember um, Sebastian? Oh, I love that the sea, um, guy, the crab. Yeah, the crab. Yeah. So you know how he is, um, what's it called? You know Ariel. Ariel is the main girl, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. The princess. Mm-hmm. Um, you know yes. how he is Ariel's sidekick. He advises her. Yep. He literally was the one that made her who she became and mm-hmm. who she later becomes, yeah. And... um was involved in our character development, so to speak. Yes. Um, we have someone like that in our life. So who is that to you? Who is your Sebastian? For me. Yeah. Hmm. Ooh, this is an interesting question. Everything is interesting to me. I will say. Okay, I think there's two of them. 
Okay. I'll say that the first is my friend. Her name is Deborah. And it's funny because I met her in university. They always say that you can't really make true friends in uni, but I beg to disagree. She is absolutely the sweetest person ever. And she's definitely one of the first people I want to if I'm in deep shit. <laughs> Why are you talking like you just sounded like you are always in deep shit? <laughs> well, I mean, as you can already tell, I'm not really a serious person, so I'm not always in deep shit, but yeah. She is one of the first people that come to mind, like if I have something come up that I mm-hmm. really need advice on. And then the other person would be my auntie, Auntie Etunde. Shout out to Auntie Etunde. She is the best. Mm. She's the mommy figure for me. Yeah. Everything I'm scared to tell my mother, and I know I can't just get like a 360 degree revolving slap. <laughs> I tell her. And then I know how to progress from there. Yeah. She's a young mom. So she's, I say she's a youth, really. Yeah. So she's kind of the mummy and she's also the friend. The sidekick. Mm. Mm-hmm. Fair enough, fair enough. Alright, so this has been fun, like really, really interesting. Um Yeah. Talking to a Yoruba sage like you has been a privilege. Did you say sage? Yes now. Shaye. Hmm. <laughs> It has really been a privilege and I would really appreciate if you could at least lower down your, lower your shoulder to, <laughs> to My shoulders me. are not high, no, please. lower your shoulder to teach me a little bit, just a little bit of Yoruba. Help my life. Definitely. Definitely. Is it going to be free or I need to oh, pay yeah, something? Sure. Why not? Free. Why not? Oh God, you're so sweet. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Um. So for doing this with me, I really appreciate it. Um. And for everyone that has listened for this couple of, I think, over an hour, thank you and goodbye. <laughs>